What's up, guys? Our Wrestling Podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious along with Jess the Total Package, Craig the British Bulldog, and Joe and Cuzron this week bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Can someone feed me today's topic? Martin Janet. Martin <laughs> <laughs> If uh, if anybody hasn't uh, figured this out, this is the second episode of the evening, uh, which are always the best. Uh, Martin, get it. <laughs> we're uh, we're doing another episode of the What Happened Two series. And Dave, can I ask you a question? I want to know what happened. I want to know what happened to Marty Janetti. Martin Janet. Fuck is that guy? It's actually Martin Janet. It's actually a very interesting story. What Marvin Janet. Marvin Dash. <laughs> oh, never get, That'll never go away. <clears throat> yeah, we're gonna get into some Marty Janettiness. Wait, uh, do we know what is? I'm sorry, I haven't yeah. even looked at the notes, and so you're Don't gonna hate me. It. Is his first name Marty, or is it Martin? <laughs> I didn't put that in there because it wasn't a legacy, so I just cut so it out. So it's Marty. I don't... The dude, he was born He was born out of his mother's vagina, Marty. Oh, my sweet Lord. Well, that's how I mean, that is factually accurate. Why are you so upset? I mean, that's... I, you're right. Know. It's accurate. You're right. That is the birds yeah. and the bees. Uh, that's you know, true. Uh, we can, uh, let me see. We here. can verify that for you right quick. I'm going to do it right now. Yeah, yeah I'll call his mom. Call his mom real quick. No, it's actually Frederick Martin Janetti. Oh, fuck, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just takes a quick search, ladies. From you know, Tampa Bay, Florida. That's even Fred. better. 19, he was born in 1960. Jack He's 62 years old. <clears throat> wow. Uh, 60 dose. That is something else. For audio fans, give us those on Apple, Spotify, Freddie J with an arm drag. Freddie J. Google Podcast. Jay. Or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. Frederick you do us in trouble. On social media and give us a follow <laughs> on Instagram or Twitter at OWB2019 or on Facebook at Our Add Wrestling Frederick. Podcast. Add young Let Frederick him know. out of this small package. <laughs> he got it! Run, Frederick! <laughs> Oh, it's gonna be fun. Jeez. This is gonna All be right, fun. Let's, let's, we gotta just jump right in. We gotta, we gotta, Everyone go ahead, Dave, we gotta right push in. through this one. All right, All right let's All right. get into the early career. Janetti is widely known, or Frederick. His name is, is Fred. Known. Asshole. Fred. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> for, <laughs> for his tenure on half of Tag Team Fred's the Rockers, buck. which he partnered oh, with Shawn Michaels. I hear Shawn Michaels is a really stand up guy. Uh, I don't know any of their shit. Not familiar. I'm not familiar with that guy. The duo originally found success during the mid to late 1980s. Under the sure. moniker of the Midnight Rockers, becoming two-time AWA World Tag Team Champions and winning various regional titles. They became one of the foremost teams of the WWF's Golden Age, headlining multiple events. Fair uh, enough. They really did. Jess, talk a little about the Rockers in AWA. They were a tag team in uh, the <laughs> no, The Midnight Rockers, they, you know... There was the Midnight Express. There was the Rock and Roll Express. It was weird. I remember reading about them in magazines in the, uh, like the mid-80s and just being like, isn't that kind of a ripoff? But, you know, we all know what one half of them went on to become. Uh, apparently, to some people, one of the greatest interview performers of all time. All right. So I, don't, I don't know about that. But uh, I mean, this we'll have to see his library of work. I don't know about that. Tickle that but, but yeah, AWA, uh, the Midnight Rockers were actually a, big, a good deal. You know, in the dying years of the AWA, in the late 80s, they were certainly dying on the vine. Um, they had some young talent in there. You know, you had Hall in the mid-80s. Um, you had Henning. 
you had uh, the Rockers would come in, the Midnight Rockers would come in like 86, 87, and um, they were young guys. So it's kind of a breath of fresh air when I go back and watch some of the dying years of AWA. Yeah, they Hogan was stripped, Gene Oakland was stripped, Andre was stripped, Bobby Heenan was stripped. All these guys were stripped, but they did try towards the end to get some young guys. Again, the guys I mentioned. Um, Rick Martell was one of the guys in there towards the yeah. end. Oh, uh, man, yeah. Really, really huge. amazing, talented guys uh, in there. Uh, Medusa, talented girls as well. Um, Sherry. Greg Gagne. Greg yeah. Gagne. Uh, so there was a lot of people towards the end that they were like, you know, they got their start in the AWA. And mi the Midnight Rockers, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty, were two guys that got their start. It's kind of amazing, actually. Yeah. It's kind of important. Forget about the Midnight Rockers. What's in store for the Rockers well, in 87? Well, you know, Larry, as you know, the talk about professional wrestling today is all concentrating on tag team wrestling. They're talking about the tag team competition today is tougher than it's ever been in the history of the sport. Everybody's comparing tag teams. They're comparing sizes. They're comparing styles. And they're wanting to know who is the best tag team in professional wrestling. Well, Buddy Rose and Doug Summers are the AWA World Tag Team Champions. And the Midnight Rockers have done everything we can to catch up with them. And 1987 is our year. In the AW, they quickly built a reputation as a talented tag team. Oh, well, they did. Acrobatic moves in tandem and electrifying crowds with their athleticism. Don't try to put words on there that I can't pronounce after Tim yeah, But both of them, though, when you really look at some of the, and even Sean, like his problems, like later, it's a miracle either one of them made it. How are they both still alive? I don't know. Yeah. It's true. I mean, it's, yeah. Uh, the two won World Tag Team Championships twice as the Midnight Rockers, first defeating Buddy Rose and Doug Summers, Doug Summers, excuse me, and then the Midnight Express for their second and final reign. They also won the Southern Tag Team Championship twice after defeating the Rock and Roll RPMs. Okay, on two separate occasions before jumping to the World. There's a lot of Rock and Roll and Midnight teams. Yeah, yeah. 1988. Calm down. Wait, once can we do a bit the... of research? Who are the rock and roll RPMs? I feel I don't like know. I know I'll, this. I'll, I'll find like it. I'll, put a, I'll, I'll try to put a picture here. Dave, you continue, and then Jess will find there it. There you out. go. <laughs> now called simply the Rockers, Janetti and Michael's popularity carried over from their stint in AWA, and the team was often called Tag Team Specialist by commentator Gorilla oh, Monsoon. Would you stop? Please, tag <laughs> team I, I remember him. Yeah, Tag Team Specialist. Jess? Yeah. Um, they would face tag teams such as Demolition, the Heart Foundation, and the Brain Busters for the rest of 1989. Can I just read those names again? Because that is one of the best tag team sets that you prelim can Prelim name, about. Demolition. Prelim name, the Heart Foundation. Prelim yeah. name, the Brain Busters. Who are the fucking yeah, Brain Busters? Let's, we just let, uh, you can what? hear the Rockers theme music <laughs> in your head. Um, mm -hmm. They were fantastic. Uh, they... The outfits maybe didn't fit like it did. They didn't quite fit with like the time or catch on to where they would be like legends um, with the tassels and the neon kind of thing. But it it didn't matter. Like they were every time you saw them, they uh, Vince trusted them to open manias, open pay-per-views. At the time, I did not like the Rockers because I was young. I didn't really care for them. I didn't like the Rock and Roll Express. I didn't like the Rockers. I didn't like the bubblegum baby faces so much. I mean, I loved Hogan, which that was the only one that was the only past. But everybody else I liked, like Savage and Flair and those guys. Uh, they were just all – there was different these guys on the bone. These guys work, right, Jess? I mean – But when I go back and look at the footwork of Shawn Michaels, it's obvious. Marty was uh, a professional as well. By the way, Marty Jannetty was great in there. But when you go back and when you look at Shawn Michaels and you go back and watch him with the Rockers, you're like, okay, I get it now. I get like, it. Like, 
1991 angle, I, uh, Michaels was accidentally kicked in the face during a maneuver initiated by Marty Jannetty on one of the Nasty Boys. <laughs> the Nasty Boys, I forgot. <laughs> They're in this too. Uh, which clipped Sean in the Oh, face. Dave, we're going to do a What Happened to on them, you fuck. Don't worry. You have it's to. Coming. It's going to be fun. Yeah. And, and you will get angry. I will get angry. They're worthless. Um, I'm not, that's not true. I'm sorry. That's that's a, that's a little tough. Uh, but it clipped Sean in the face and resulted in an elimination at Survivor Series. Michaels got up after being pinned and began screaming at Janetti, blaming him for being eliminated. So toxic. Attempting to settle their differences. Brutus Briefcake. Um, uh, well, I, I won't say what someone else says about Brutus Briefcake, but um, invited both of his, uh, both of him, both of the uh, tag team uh, partners to interview in the segment The Barbershop on January 12th, 1992 episode of WWF Wrestling Challenge. This scene is infamous to me. Michaels and Janetti appear to reconcile, but then Michaels turned heel, hitting Janetti with that sweet chin music, and then threw him through the barbershop glass window. I don't care what anybody says. You know, again, this is one of the best segments in wrestling history. Like it, WWF was not Michaels. WWF was not known for doing the violent stuff. Like Crockett promotion tried to get more physical and violent with their product. You know, WWF was always more kids. And in January of '92, he threw Janetti through a glass window, and Janetti was bleeding everywhere. And it was like, oh, like, it was a violent thing. And you're gonna read on here like this feud should have been the blood feud to end all blood feuds, right? Uh, if you're gonna start out with throwing someone through a window. You oh man, there's going to be a cage match, a pinfalls anywhere match, right? It unfortunately it didn't happen, as you're going to read on. But like this segment is fucking famous, like one of the best heel turns, one of the best angles, period, yeah. in in wrestling history. It's just sugar that barbershop, just sugar glass, but <laughs> sugar glass. It'll still hurt you. It'll still hurt it you. Tastes so sweet. Janetti was initially meant to work the injury, thus missing the opportunity to win the vacant WWF championship at the 1992 Royal Rumble. Who won that Rumble? It was Ric Flair, and it should have been Hogan. Put that cigarette out. (laughs) He was scheduled to return shortly after to start a feud, which was to lead to a one-on-one match between Michaels and Janetti at WrestleMania 8. However, in the early hours of January 25th, 1992, Janetti was arrested in Tampa, Florida. It's always fun. Oh, really? Um, That's weird. After interacting with Why? Why is that? Because it's Florida. It's Florida Florida or everywhere He was arrested in Florida, and a crocodile came jumping in the car after him. More than likely. Janetti's female companion, a 19-year-old named Angela Lalassie. All this sounds legit. Go on. I don't see a problem. Was arrested for trying to use a fake ID. Janetti assaulted the officer performing the arrest, which led to his arrest. They were found to be in possession of less than a gram of cocaine. That's a Fuck small yeah. amount. Yeah, no. You can take that on planes now, can't you? Just, sorry. Every, um, as we sorry, said before everyone. we record, everything's fine. Everything's fine, Marty. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. fine. Everything's fine. Everything's Frederick. Fine. You're fine. You can't You can't hit him from there, Craig. Get your three without. You can't hit him from there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jan- 
<laughs> That's all the story. 175. Janetti was charged with possession of cocaine, possession of drug paraphernalia. Wait, Frederick was? Frederick? Frederick? I hope he fought it in court because yeah. that's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and resisting arrest with force. He was indefinitely suspended by the WWF following the incident. And his singles matches that were taped in January did not even air. See? In March of 1992, he was sentenced to six months of house arrest and was released by the that's WWF tough, shortly after that. Uh, shortly after the house arrest concluded, though, Jenny re-signed with the WWF and returned on October 12th of 92 at a TV station in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, from the crowd attempting to strike Michaels with his mirror, but inadvertently hitting sensational Sherry. God, that was good stuff. Michaels then valet when yeah. Michaels pulled her out in front. I will say, I've said it before, I said it again. That segment, Sherry too. Oh, my God. I remember that segment, longer. too. Like, him returning shocked everybody. It was on Superstar. The crowd went nuts. They were, shit, all, they were all, they were all, they were so bought in on this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, what is this? Hey, that's, that's Marty Jannetty. No. Yes, it is. That's exactly who it is. Marty Jannetty's in the ring with Shawn Michaels. Michaels can't believe what he sees. Yes, turn around. He, being Jannetty, challenged Michaels to a match in 1993 Royal Rumble for the WWF Intercontinental Championship. Jannetty lost after interference by Sherry had backfired. It was planned for the two to continue their feud, but Jannetty was released again after rumors circulated stating that he'd been under the influence of alcohol oh, or other Jesus. drugs during that match, leading to the comparably low quality. Who you know, I remember, I remember being super excited. So I remember being puzzled yeah. as a fan because we didn't really have, we didn't have, not not really, we did not have any internet back here in '92. Sure. So uh, and we did, I didn't order Dave Meltzer's dirt sheet like to come in my mail. So like we didn't know you have this hot feud where someone throws somebody else through a glass window, and then Janetti just goes away for a year. So it's like, what the fuck happened? Dave read, we know now that they were actually going to face each other like three months later in a probably an amazing match if both guys had their head on their shoulders straight, Janetti being the person of focal here, uh, the, or the focus point, I should say. Um, that match could have been fucking crazy. Can you imagine Janetti and Michaels at WrestleMania 8? Probably tearing the house down. But uh, he goes away for almost a year. He comes back. He, he They finally set up the match for a Royal Rumble 93, and I remember watching as a fan, being super excited, and it kind of left me underwhelmed. And now Dave Red too, behind the scenes, there was a problem with Gennetti. People were doubting his commitment. People were saying that he wasn't showing up fit for work. Do you have anybody and, who actually said that? They have on record? Oh, never... I do. Uh, I talked to... Uh, no, I'm, no, I'm saying like, Shawn did Michaels? anybody ever come forward and say I, I said that? Like, uh, you know, I don't remember. Or... I don't know. I, I truly don't know. Um, I don't remember. I think, I think, Pritchard might have said that that they just felt that Janetti wasn't like in it to win it kind of thing, and it was just yeah. sort of that way. He's down and out. Patented pressure kick by the champion. Hooks the leg. The referee's there. It's
And then plus, yeah, it, whole, it, year, it says here that um, he said he did have lack of sleep, and the rumor was started by Sean that he actually was intoxicated. Well, Sean is a bitch. He, if that's true, I'm not surprised. He's a stupid bitch. Yeah. Sometimes people just don't wrestle well together either, by the way. Maybe they just couldn't couldn't work well together. That's possible, too. Well, Who they knows? ended up working together well, which maybe that uh, maybe the Royal Rumble 93 was true. Or Jannetty could have been okay. rusty from being off for a year. There you, you know? go. That's possible. Uh, Jannetty did return again in uh, May of 93, challenging Michaels for the Intercontinental Championship after appearing out of the crowd on Monday Night Raw. That's what Another Raw was fucking really raw. amazing moment. was being interviewed by Vince McMahon and telling the audience that he would defend his title against anyone at any time. Uh, yeah, I, I love the Raws back here because they really were raw. It was like so... I remember him appearing at I remember watching this like Raw a and Jannetty, Yeah, Jannetty yeah. appearing out of nowhere and I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, it was awesome. And Dave will read yeah. on too. These were it was fun. a great match actually, by the way, as well. Yeah. I think I want Matt Michaels... So Michaels initially tried to back out of fighting Jannetty, uh, clearly not expecting anyone, least of all Jannetty, to challenge him. He eventually put his title on the line against his former partner. Jannetty <laughs> won the title that night thanks to Mr. Perfect preventing Michaels from going into the locker room where he'd be counted out, but he would be able to keep his title. Jannetty only had one title defense on television, defeating Bam Bam Bigelow by countout on the May 31st, 1993 edition of Monday Night Raw. He lost it back to Michaels just three weeks after winning it on June 6th of 1993 in a non-televised match in Albany, New York, due to interference from Michaels' then-debuted bodyguard, Diesel. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, that's just mean. It's not even televised. I, I, I still baffle that they wouldn't. Put what this on makes TV. trucks go? <laughs> Diesel. Diesel. 
Janetti uh, won the tag team championship with the one, two, three kid from the uh, from the Quebecers, Jacques and Pierre, on the January 10th episode of Monday Night Raw. They lost the title to the Quebecers seven days later at Madison Square Garden at a non televised event. I'm not. Again. I'm not kidding you. Uh, go back and watch their Monday Night Raw match where Kid and uh, Janetti won the titles. It is a fucking good match. It really is. Like it's again. Dave was talking this about be, on Raw. This would, this would be a tough thing. Like did, There were so many Mark cool Jerry nuggets on Raw in 93. So go ahead. Sorry, say it again. No, so take take that quiz. If, like, if you had like a wrestling quiz challenge from people that are avid wrestling fans and say, "Did Martin Jr. ever win the WWF Tag Title?" No, no, him and Michaels never won it. No, he won. He, but he did win it with the one, two, three. Kids. Well, they almost did. They never televised it, but he actually won it with. Yeah, he said what that two too. Did. That would stump so a like, lot of people on trivia. It would stump a lot of people. It's it's so weird. Um, but this match is really good. Go back and watch that match if you get a chance. Go back to that. Uh, I think I, I'll list it later in the matches you should watch of Marty Gennetti. And uh, it was a very good match on Monday Night Raw. There's a lot of gems in 93-94 on Raw. Yeah. Uh, after a brief stint in ECW in 1995, he would then return to the WWF and remain in the lower mid-card there. He would even um, set up for the, the, the tag team New Rockers with Leaf Cassidy, better known as Al Snow, in 1996. Yikes. He <laughs> fucking yikes. What does everybody want? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yikes. He would bounce around, Janetti. He would bounce around between WCW and the WWF for many years, never having a program of really any relevance, unfortunately. On the March 14, 2005 episode of Raw, Janetti returned for a one time only reunion with his former tag team partner, Shawn Michaels, once again billed as the Rockers and performing their traditional entrance with their original music. Against La Resistance, uh, which was uh, Sylvian Grenier and Rob Conway, Gennetti scored the win for his team after he used his signature rocker dropper. You like that music, Dayard? I haven't heard that in years. Oh, look at that! It's the Rockers reunion! The fans are on their feet here in Atlanta! Wow! The following tag team matches is given for one ball. Yeah, they like those one night onlys with, uh, with with the older guys, I guess. Um, anything you guys want to say before we get into the legal no, issues? It, it could have been a stuff? good ending, you know. It doesn't end well for Janetti, and I don't even know to this day, as we record this, if it's going to end well for him. Unfortunately, yeah, I don't. It's uh, it's pretty down here, downhill slope, pretty steep here. So, uh, in January of 2016, Janetti was named as part of a class action lawsuit filed against the WWE, which alleged that wrestlers incurred traumatic brain injuries. During their tenure, they did. The company would uh, concealed the risk of injury. Uh, that suit was litigated by attorney uh, Constantine Kairos, who has been involved in a number of other lawsuits against the WWE. The lawsuit was dismissed by U.S. District Attorney, uh, I'm sorry, U.S. District Judge Vanessa Lynn Bryant in September of 2018. 
Um, I find that fascinating that 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 was dismissed. Um, th there's no way that they can't pull this together and figure it out. Like there's something bigger going on there. Uh, Brian was critical of that lawyer for including irrelevant information in the lawsuit, including details about Jeanette's broken ankle, which she said had wasted the court's time. <clears throat> maybe maybe it's just bad lawyering, but I think this should be revisited. But there, there needs to be more done for these guys. But that's just my opinion. Uh, in the early morning and hours of August 5th, 2020, Jeanette made a Facebook post in which he said he made a man disappear when he was 13 years old. Hell yeah. Police in Columbus, Georgia confirmed that they would investigate that post. Jenny Janetti later clarified what? that he did not kill the man, but he hit him in the head with a brick after an attempt yeah. sexual assault and made him disappear. Um, the following month, Janetti said that his comments were part of a wrestling storyline, which he had to drop because of the police investigation. Um, oh, yeah. No, dude, that was just an angle. That was just a... So he's gone down a rabbit hole, right? Like how I, you know, I listen, like, I don't know what? him personally or anything like that, huh? but like, I think Jeanette at this point is going to, <laughs> uh, you don't know anymore, like what's real and what's not. And I'm not saying I'm not, I don't believe that he did it for wrestling storyline at all. I mean that he just rambles, you know, he get, this is why I get shitty. Like, again, I'm not trying to prod a fight with Dave right now. But uh, when Dave and Cuz get give me shit for Dave Meltzer and stuff, I'm like, you know, it's the underbelly. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I'm not. I'm just using that as an example. It's the underbelly that you should be mad about. It should be the the shoot video that paid him probably a hundred bucks to come with graffiti in the back wall behind me. Um, they 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 goat these guys, these fucking drugged out guys, and and beaten down wrestlers, and they say, here's a thousand bucks, here's two thousand bucks, come and talk shit. And they get hits on YouTube and they get hits everywhere, whatever. But Jeanette's going to take the money. He's a drug addict. He's fucked up. Yeah. Like, you know, it, of course he's going to take It doesn't that. mean it's not true, though. You're, no, you're right. A good point. But at the same time, like, they, they create so much more, uh, like, a cloud of uh, not really knowing the truth by doing this. These are the cancers that you should be worried about because you have people who give him money and he could spout, I made a guy go away one day with the brick. Like, it's like, fuck, what are you doing? Like, you're giving these addicts a thousand, two thousand dollars to uh, to tell fake stories that may or may not be real. Like, I don't know. I, I think that's the cancer. And it's part of the Internet. It's part of what we accept. We all click on it. But that's just my feeling on it. Like, Jannetty shouldn't be giving a microphone in front of his face because he's going to say stupid shit. And he's going to, oh, these guys just gave me two grand. One time in the back, John and I, uh... We I agree. We saw a dog have sex with the big bird. Like it's like, okay, good. Did you though? Yeah. No, I mean the guy gave but, me two grand. I got to give him something. I agree, but I also think these guys live their life where they have stories that are incredible and beyond description. And the only way you're going to get them out of them, out of the corporate environment uh, where they um, where they work for these companies, is when you pay them. Um, yeah. But. I also just I think also, also agree. working you. Correct. Yeah. I think everything a wrestler tells you is a work. And yeah. if you're going to pay $1,000 or $500. Well, okay. So and, and when, put them when like are they the, in character? The, when, when are they in character? When they're paid and they're on TV, right? So right. why would you think that somebody giving you $1,000 for a shoot interview, why wouldn't they go right back into character? Like, right. I'm not saying some stuff wasn't true. I'm not saying every shoot interview is bad. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that there's a lot of times where 
you know, you know he's an addict. You know he is. You didn't drug yes. test him. I'm not saying you did, but yes. you know he is. But you're still going to give yes. him money because you want some shit. You know Sandman's drunk. You're going to give him the money, though. You know Sonny's drunk. You're going to give him yeah. the money, though. It's like, come on, man. Where do we draw the line? But then what? it's re- <laughs> I keep laughing at the image behind Jess of Marty, and that's the image yeah. of Marty right now in that's the last the 10 years. It's like yep. he's not a wrestler. There is no kayfabe anymore. He's an addict, and he will take whatever right. money yeah. you give him and he will give you whatever story you want to tell, and he will embellish it, and he will tell you he murdered a dude when he was uh, 13 years old, or whatever have you. And frankly, I think I believe almost half of it. Because wrestlers <laughs> That's live, a good point. That's a good like, point. What, I don't know what to believe and what not to believe. And when they're at their worst, and wrestlers that, uh, as addicts are at their worst, like you almost like... You begin to perk up. You know, so say, now I'm going to flip wait, my what, script what, and, and say that is you have this, a good are point. Are we talking real here? <laughs> yeah. N- now I'm going to flip my script and say you have a good point because, like, you're right. Like, maybe they're at the end of their rope and they're like, you know what? I'm just going to let it all out. All the shit yeah. I've been holding on to for years or whatever. And yeah. uh, if I get a thousand bucks or five hundred bucks or whatever, great. I don't know. I don't know the answer. My initial feeling is is that it's just like I think that I I do like the schmutty stories. But I also just like cool, funny road stories, like Vince telling the yeah. story of yeah. uh, watching Austin pace outside the room. And he's like, what are you pacing for? I was debating on whether I want to grab that bedpan, hit you in the head. No, whoa. <laughs> let's, talk, let's, let's, let's talk about some notable it's matches all, It's here, so. all just carny. It's all, everything yeah, everyone I'm, does is carny. Really everything. Like, we're all just. Whether you're Shawn Michaels or Triple H or the best wrestler in the world or the worst wrestler in the world, it's carnival. It's performance. It's entertainment. Marty ended up, there are t-shirts that says, I'm Shawn, you're Marty. He was the addict. (laughs) He lost out on everything and he had maybe more of talent than Shawn did and it didn't matter. And he's the addict. And after everything... Like, I just feel sorry for him. Like, man, so the title of this episode is What Happened to Marty Jannetty? He just spiraled and never yeah. never yeah. pulled up. And I think he had a lot of people helping him. And a lot of times where he could have redeemed himself and it doesn't matter. And he's still bitter. And he will, at the end of the Europe, people will say, well, I know shit about the underbelly of the business. And, yeah. and I'm going to share it with you. And it might be true or not. And it probably is true, but the end of the day, Marty is um, no fault and no one to blame but himself. Right. Well, with that, let's let's talk about some notable matches then. Uh, don't don't worry about the journey now. Worry about the journey then that you can go watch, which is the Rockers versus the Twin Towers at WrestleMania Five in nineteen eighty nine. Uh, very underrated. I love the Rockers it. versus the Hart Foundation on Saturday night's main event, April twenty eighth, nineteen eighty. Is that with the road what match did uh, the no, ropes break? I don't believe so. I do not believe. Uh, it was later in 1990 when the ropes broke, but it wasn't this early because this, I think, Hart uh, Foundation weren't even tag champs yet. They didn't beat Demolition until SummerSlam 90. So this was before uh, Demolition were tag. Or, sorry, this is before the Hart Foundation won the tag titles. Wow. It was a great match. The Rockers versus the Brain Busters in a two oh. out of three falls match on Saturday Night's Main Event November. A lot of people say out of all the matches on Saturday Night Main Event history that this might be the greatest Saturday Night Main Events match of all time. Rockers and yeah. Brain Busters, two out of three Come falls on, match. That's amazing. It was amazing. Totally, totally, totally an arm. Marty was man. capable of fucking anything, right? Yeah. 
Martin Gennetti versus Shawn Michaels. That or Frederick. WIC title. Frederick, Frederick Gennetti. Uh, for the IC title on Monday Night Raw on May 17th of 1993. And I did go back and look at that while you were talking, Dave. Uh, that match, the uh, Monday Night Raw match, May 17th, 1993, where Gennetti surprised everyone and came back and won the IC title. Match of the year in PWI 1993. Fuck yeah. Good. Wow. Fuck yeah. Marty like, Gennetti and the 1 2 3 kid. I want to You want to cheer for him. You really yeah. want to cheer for him. Yeah. This is where this is where Marty and the 1 2 3 kid win the tag titles. On Raw on January 10th of 1990. Another so great nice match. Little, I, I love that match. Nice little nuggets in there. So good. For sure. Yeah. Can we I talk about talking. why he never changed his um, his outfits? They were always a bit out there. I No, well, not even that. It's, it was always very rocker style. Yes. He, like he yeah, never. Yes. I think that's I, part, I think of, that's a part of the problem. Yeah. I think a lot of people yes. think and it, it was my big critique for Roman Reigns for a long time. He, you gotta when, when the all game. of all three of them broke the shield up and they all three went individual, uh, Ambrose looked totally different. Seth looked totally different. Roman kept the shield shit on and the music. Yeah. Yes. But they chose yeah. to oh push him. Oh my God. Him. Yes. But they chose to push him. And I'm like, you wonder in their mind, though, they're like, oh, if we keep reminding the crowd of the shield, they'll love him. And I'm like, no. That's why they don't like him. You split the shield up, so you the crowd wants to let go of the shield since you split them up. But you keep one guy that reminds them over and over again of that. Gennetti was that guy. Gen- you split the rockers up, and you you do a violent thing by throwing Gennetti through the window. Sean yeah. Sean changes. He tries a sexy boy thing. He has mirrors. He does all. Sean, Sean went totally opposite yeah. of it. Yeah. And then Gennetti comes back and he's like, "Hey, I'm still in my rocker stuff." How you guys, you guys like me? It's like, no, I don't like yeah. you at all. Like, you're totally yeah. the same. We don't want to remember the Rockers anymore because that broke up. We want to we want to know who Marty Jannetty is. Maybe that was the yes. problem. That is fucking brilliant. I've it's always brilliant. had a problem it, with it, that. It, it, well, it said. Makes when, sense. well said. When you split fucking a tag brilliant. up and when you split a tag up and they, one of them stays the same, I'm like, I they broke he you up. He never you're got done. out of you're it. Yeah. He looked there, like there, the Michelin. No I'll never forget the Michelin Man. Um, 93. Royal Rumble 93. They were trying. Some, somebody yeah, was trying. Was Black right and white stripes. Like, like, what the type. fuck are yeah. you wearing, dude? I guess he tried. Yeah. But it was like a high. It was a hybrid of the rocker outfit that he was wearing. It wasn't yeah, any it different. Never, yeah, yeah, never, it, it yeah. was different, but it wasn't. I, I just hope he got paid millions from Michelin. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, <laughs> iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. On social media, can you do us a solid and give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWP2019 or on Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast. For Dave, Jesse, and Craig, this is the OWP signing off. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs>